never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished right, Welcome back to Maddie Stanzo's podcast And live on Instagram with the legend Taylor Eve So, Taylor, how are ya? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I am fantastic. Like I said, I'm a little bit nervous because we're like live on Instagram right now. But look, here we go. We gotta we gotta just put the big boy pants on and do these things in life, don't we? Yeah, knock it out, you'll be right. Yeah, no, it's sweet. Um, thanks for jumping on. I know we've had like a few things, um, you know, we've had to kind of like mix and match time zones because you know I'm in New South Wales and Taylor's in Queensland, so we've had that time difference and then everything else in between. We're like both so busy. Um, running businesses and trying to be like these uh, awesome female entrepreneurs. So it's been a bit hectic, um, but I'm pretty stoked to finally get you on here. Um, so do you want to give a quick uh, background for all the people that obviously don't know who you are, the new audience? Like, who are you? What do you do? What's your message and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I'm Taylor. I live in the Gold Coast, Australia. Um, originally, I'm from the Snowy Mountains in New South Wales, um, I grew up racing motocross since I was five, um, and yeah, I've, I've recently just um, finished up a career. I was in such a, a such a long period of my life while I was doing um, graphic and web design, um, and yeah, that was my whole life. I went to uni for that, and it's weird because like I'm now out of that life that I was working so hard for, and. Um, it's just such a massive transition that I'm kind of experiencing at the moment. Um, but yeah, basically with my old career, like I was combining my two passions of creativity with fitness. So I used to be a personal trainer as well back in the day. Um, How and good. yeah, <laughs> now I just work on here on social media. Um, I also do like a little bit of freelance work for a few companies, um, just with a few little design jobs. Um, and also do YouTube, and now we're running Girls Motocross Camps, um, which if anyone follows me, you'll see Girls Can Ride. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah, um, cool. <laughs> just, touching, just touching on that, why you've uh, brought it up is, like, so what is Girls Can Ride? Like, what's it all about? Um, you know, like, give us a brief rundown on, like, how it all works. I know you got one coming up on the 5th and 6th of March. Is that correct? At Motocross Mountains. So, yeah, yeah. Girls Can Ride is just helping women with, with um, getting confident on their bike um, it's we've got coaches like motocross coaches so Ben Shadell is um, the coach um, and yeah it's basically just a weekend for girls to um, learn some new skills get confident on their bike and get confident off their bike as well so one thing that I noticed like a lot of girls really struggle with is believing in themselves um, like when bike so um, you know the run up to a jump there's so many girls that are too scared in their mind to commit to things like that so yeah we we really focus on that and we also really focus on our community so make sure all the girls get together and you know pair up with your friends and make lifelong friends that they can go riding with in the future so yeah it's just it's such a cool little group that we have um We've nearly sold out. We've got three spots left. We just sold another ticket just then. So, How yeah, sick is so that? That's so good. Yeah. So what's oh. kind of like um, what like what do you do when you're there? So I know obviously like you said you make friends and hang out. Like so, do you get like proper coaching and obviously like can you be a beginner and then like an advanced? Like is it everyone that's involved in these camps? 
Yeah, yeah. There's like complete beginners, and there's also complete like the, the one of the girls in the other events. She was like better than better than me, <laughs> but she still got something out of it. Like I feel like every single person has something to learn at these events, um, whether it's like technique or perfecting a technique, or yeah. you know like clutch work, things like that. So yeah. Yeah, I actually, that's funny that you brought that up. I had a conversation with someone today. We were going um, to pick up the signs for the motocross track that I'm, like, getting them up, done up. And um, our conversation was, like, you could know something, right? So you could be, like, the best motocross rider in the world. But if you go somewhere and someone teaches you the exact same thing, you might pick up on 1% better. Like, you might pick up on just something a little bit different. And it's, like, that's the cool thing is, like, you could be a beginner or advanced and you always, like, continually learn. Like, you're not going to stop learning. And I think that's so awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now, just touching on what you said kind of at the start. So, obviously, people, you know, we go through life and we have heaps of um, challenges, setbacks. Like, we transition, like you said, from one job to another or different things in life. Sometimes we can yeah. choose it. Sometimes we can't really control it. But with that transition, like, did you have any struggles um, or setbacks? And if you did, like, how did you deal with them? How do you overcome that sort of adversity? Um, do you mean, like, in transition of, like, my lifestyle? Yeah, so, like, you went from that job and, like, you know, graphic design, web design, all that sort of stuff, and then you kind of tr- transitioned into what you're doing now. So, like, was that easy or hard? Um, it was definitely hard. It was a massive decision because, as you know, like, when you – when you like, I – that was, like, my dream job. And it's still, like – when I look back, I'm like, I would, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like, I love my job so much and – I guess, like, at the start, I didn't really, like, I didn't leave it to, like, necessarily chase my dreams because, like, I think I'm still figuring it out and I guess I left it to leave space to work out what exactly I'm meant for and whatnot. Like, I I just think when you, when you leave space for yourself to, like, figure things out, it kind of just gives you a lot of opportunities and since then like there's been so many opportunities that have presented themselves to me since and I'm just like oh my gosh this was meant to happen like I'm so glad that I gave myself space to experience what I'm about to experience and yeah it just it can be pretty amazing what you can come up with but in saying that it was definitely scary I think like letting go of a stable life and you know and like letting go of a conventional life like I know that I'm safe in that area I think you'll, you'll only naturally question the what ifs, like what happens if social media, like, there's yeah, no work, yeah. Like, but I think I'm so determined to make this work uh, and if it doesn't work, I know it would lead me to where I'm meant to be um, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm determined, like I know that whatever I feel like, like whatever I want to do, I know I'll, I can reach that. Yeah. Um, I'm really connected to to my intuition as well. So when something doesn't feel right, I've got to listen to it. And that's kind of what I was experiencing when leaving it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's so cool. And, like, I'm a big believer in, like, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, like, you know, what's meant for you will eventually come. It might not come in the way you think or it might not come at the time you want it. But eventually, like, you'll get to kind of where you want to be. And like you said, just having that yeah. space. And that open mind too to obviously grow and go, all right, this is obviously not my path. Like how can I change it or what can I do different? And I think that's super cool. Yeah, for sure. So when you um, transitioned, right, and you went through all this sort of 
you know, growing process and like sometimes we call these like growing pains and things like that. Is there any sort of like special, you know, routines like, you know, wake up at 5am and stretch and meditate or, you know, um, go have coffee if you mate. Like, is there any sort of like things that you do to keep yourself in like a positive mindset and kind of, you know, how you said you're super determined, like, is there anything that you do to stay like so super focused and in that mindset? Um, I, at the moment, cause I, it's such a, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird place that I'm at because I'm kind of like just letting myself flow at the moment. Yeah. I haven't like, they have a lot of goals that I really want to achieve, but yeah. at the same time, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to set my alarm every single day because I want to, I want to get into a habit of waking up naturally. Um, and then when I do wake up, like I used to, I used to wake Sorry about that. Um, I used to wake up, <laughs> I've got like 20% battery. <laughs> <laughs> How good's that? Um, I used to wake up at like five o'clock every single morning and then go train and put myself through like, you know, like, um, getting less sleep than what my body should normally get. And also putting my body through like a lot of stress and like, while you know, training is really good for you as well. I think also listening to your body is equally as important. So I usually get up when when my body tells me to. I just get up any time of the day, um, and then that's luxury, I, man. How do you get that? That's literally luxury. Living my life, you know. <laughs> but um, I and then based on like whatever time I get up, I kind of like go for a mountain bike ride or. Um, there's a new gym that I've joined. I'm going to start going there. So I think, yeah, whatever time I wake up, I kind of then set my day and my intentions. And, um, before I do anything, I also, um, I've only recently just started doing this, but my friend Moni got me into this and it's so, such a gypsy thing to do, but I pull my own tarot cards now, which is such a cool No way. That's mad. So did I the other day. I literally bought mine for the first time. No way. Yeah, I did. That's kind of cool. That's freaky. But, um, yeah, and I I live by it now. Like, I every single day since I bought my own cards and learned all about it, I've been absolutely obsessed. And it kind of really helps me set my intentions for the day and just, like, let the day flow the way it's meant to and not put too much stress, stress or pressure on myself to get things done. And um, whatever fits into my day, I just allow it because I don't – I don't want to live a stressed lifestyle ever. Yeah, yeah of course. It was me kind of like feel that my old lifestyle was not for me kind of thing. So, yeah, just making my life work and um, trusting that it's the right path. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm so on, on that train right now as well, like just kind of like going with the flow and trying to figure things out and just like letting things be. Like that was so not me, so now I'm trying to do that. So I understand you. Um, hundred percent i'm sure a lot of people are like that that are listening too but for the guys that are listening especially let's keep it kind of motocross related like when you go out and ride um and all that sort of stuff like do you have some sort of routine to get you in the mindset to ride and perform like do you um like are you a big believer in like certain music you play before you you ride or like what's kind of like your pre-ride routine um just before you speak coffee (laughs) how good is that i love it it's that good no way do you like do you have 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had it for ages. Like we, I think I tried it like two years ago in the gym because I was like struggling to stay awake. I'm not a massive fan of cinnamon, but then it was like I got used to it and now I love it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm a massive before you speak girl for writing. I can't write if I don't have my coffee. Like I, I honestly, I will crash. And I think it's because it like helps you focus so much. Yeah. Um, and I'm, my routine is just like drives the track, listen to Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> the best. <laughs> but it's, sometimes it's hard because like if I have a videographer with me, because most of the time I try to, I was literally just talking to this with someone, I try and like, um, because like obviously like what I do with my career, like I have to create content for friends and everything. And when I do go to a track, um, you know, I... I do have to create content, but I don't like to go there to create content. I like to go there and then someone just like be with the camera and then take take the videos and I don't have to think about it. Yeah. So when I'm a videographer, it does like if if I have to film for myself, then it really really puts me off kind of thing. So um, just making sure that my day is like not like like I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I get what you mean. But I'm like, when I talk to like a lot of writers, it's like they don't have a routine and then they wonder why they get like stressed or freaked out. It's like because they haven't organized their day properly. Like I know that by the sounds of things, you're obviously very organized if ever you have a videographer or if you know you're going to the truck by yourself or whatever it might be. I think a big thing is like for anyone listening, it's like if you're stressed at the track or whatever, it's like take a look at your like daily routine and like your pre-ride routine. It's like, what are you doing? Like, are you always doing the same thing? Like, or or are you doing heaps of different things? And that's why like you're super flustered. I don't know if you agree with that, but yeah, I think that's a big thing. Yeah. I find, yeah, I think where I was getting at with that is like when I travel with someone, I can't, I can't think straight. I have to be like on my own. And I think that, that itself is like my routine. Like I, I like to be in my own little world Yeah. to kind of thing to focus. Yeah. In your little bubble. I'm like the exact same. I like my little bubble. Yeah. So, um, what sort of, let's, let's go into some fun questions. Like, especially if the, the younger guys are listening, it's like, what bike do you ride? Like, what's your favorite brand? Who's your favorite rider? All those sort of fun questions. Let's go. Yeah, okay. Um, bike, I ride a Kawasaki 250F. Yeah. Um, and I'm on a 21 model at the moment, but I'm looking at changing. So I don't know what, uh, who knows what brand I'm going to go with. Well, that's exciting. So, There's something in the works then. Yeah, I was literally just, um, I had a meeting with a, a brand this morning. So yeah, it's really cool. Awesome. Um, no, stay tuned. That's something. Yeah, cool that's cool. Um, what was the other question? Who's like your favorite writer, or who's someone that you kind of look up to? Um, gosh, I don't know. I like. I don't really have. I can't think right now. Yeah, that's like the first question all my young writers ask me. They're like, "Mads, who's your favorite writer?" And so, like, I got so used to that question. Um, so my favorite writer for anyone listening then is like, and Taylor can have a little think maybe is, um, Cooper Webb because of his mindset. Like, I just love how he just like the little things, like the little messages he puts on his boots and the pit board and stuff like that to get at the other writer's headspace. I'm just like, you're the best. Like, I love that sort of little, you know, that 1% stuff. I think that's really cool. But obviously I love yeah. the, the Lawrence brothers just cause they're Aussie. Yeah. I, I really, yeah, it's easy to love them. I, I'm a big fan of Jet, but. Um, I, I think cause I have met Ken Roxon back in the day, I, oh, 
I think that, um, like, that was, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I still, like, stayed connected with, without him knowing that I'm connected to him. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, we're besties now. Yeah, see, he does <laughs> love it. Yeah, I think he's, like, he's probably one of my favourite... Yeah, I, I love uh, Kenny. I think a lot of my mates too, like a lot of the mums that I hang with and like, like a lot of the boys that are like, they all love, everyone's like a Roxon fan, hey? Like he's just like wins everyone's hearts. He's so nice too. So yeah, yeah. he's good. Um, all right. So like one of the questions I had for you here, especially again, like we'll keep on the young writer stuff, is like what advice would you give to like a young writer that's maybe, I don't know, just starting, a little bit scared, like anything like that. What's what's some sort of advice that you'd give to writers? Um, I would say write because you love it. <laughs> because yeah. I used to, so back back in my day, when I used to race, I like I would I would race from the age of five till I was about twenty two or something. And, like, we would go around racing every single weekend. Like, that was our life. And I think when when it becomes your life and you kind of develop, like, a really competitive mindset and you stop kind of enjoying it when you're, like, that's, like, your biggest focus and everything. And, like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with being competitive. But, there, but when you start to not love it, that's when it becomes a problem because you stop writing for you kind of thing you start writing for I just want to win I, I just want to do this and everything yeah but and you start to like actually really enjoy like write the action of writing I think that makes the biggest difference because then it kind of like snowballs into um like you know it can snowball into like your passion and then it can snowball into getting better results if that makes sense so yeah, I think, like, I, I love writing because it helps me be really mindful. Like, as soon as you put your helmet on, you can literally shut the world out. Yeah. And to be with your own mind. And we live in such a chaotic world and life is so busy and loud. So, for me, like, that's why I love writing. And I think, like, there's so many competitive people that don't really see it that way yeah. kind of thing. And when, when I... And I feel like writing brings so much life to my life. I think it's, like, so fun. But, yeah, I guess my advice for younger people is just, like, don't lose the love of it. And if you do, like, maybe even step away from it and then revisit it later on down the track because, yeah, you can waste a lot of time um, in a space, like a negative space with the sport. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, like, with any sport. So if anyone's listening to this podcast that's, like, maybe not in motocross, it's just, like, you need to play your sport or do your sport because you love it. Like what Taylor said, it's like if you're not enjoying it, you know, you may as well like try and find something else because life's too short not to be enjoying what you do every day, you know. So when it, it's like it becomes a chore, you know, and then it's not fun. So it's like, all right, maybe yeah. it's time to do something different. Yeah, for sure. So um, just touching on like I know you um, do a lot with obviously female writers and all that sort of stuff. And like you said at the start of the podcast, a lot of like – you know, trying to build their confidence up um, and anything like that. So do you have any sort of like, um, I guess, anything that you'd want to say to them? Anything that like when a, when a young writer maybe DMs you or something going like, Taylor, you know, I'm struggling with like confidence, you know, I can't back myself to like get the whole shot or I can't back myself to hit that jump. Like what are sort of responses do you give these guys? Um, do you mean like in like, oh, okay, well, firstly, I'll tell them to like, look at probably seeing a coach because most of the time they're not confident on the bike 
um, and their skills. So yeah. most girls that come to me, they're kind of like beginner riders. So whenever they do come to me, it's like, well, have you learned like proper body positioning and everything? Yeah. But then there's also like a fine line between learning how to ride like with proper skill and technique and also believing in yourself. And I think when, when girls don't believe in themselves, then it kind of stops them from even trying to yeah their technique. So I guess mindset, it's, it's tricky because everyone has their own different ways of getting their head in the game. Um, I don't, I haven't really had anyone come to me with like mindset questions though. So I can't really think on the top of my head. That's okay. Um, that kind of like leads into my next little question anyway. So it works out perfectly. So um, me and Taylor had like a meeting, I don't know, probably like two, three weeks ago now via Zoom and just had a chat about a few things. And um, I think what we're going to do is we've got some cool stuff in the works. And um, as a mindset coach, I think that's where I'll take over and do a little bit for you. And then Taylor's going to deal with all the other stuff because she's got way more knowledge than I do with all that sort of stuff. But um, what's next for you? What's some big things? Like, do you want to drop the bombshell? Like, I think it's a pretty yeah. cool one. Yeah, well, Maddie and I, we've been talking. So, because, yeah, it's very exciting. So we're going to bring out, like, a, um, a few different programs for girl riders in particular to help them with their mindset um, and pretty much every aspect of riding that you need without without the actual coaching and riding kind of thing. So, um, like, training um, mindset and, like, anything to hack your brain and mind in order to you know be a confident rider so yeah that's a little project i'm so excited for it hey so yeah so i'm gonna do all the mindset stuff and taylor's gonna do all like the you know the training and a bit of nutrition probably and stuff like that and we're gonna work together to build this little like ebook and then um it's gonna go up on your website isn't it when we get it done yeah it will yeah so exciting pumped can't wait stay tuned for that that's gonna be a good one um, but then what else is next? Like, what else do you have in the works? So I know you got the Girls Can Ride in March 5th, 6th. Is there anything else that's super big that you want to, like, promo on here and let people know about? Or is it just that and the ebooks at the moment? Yeah, just those two. Um, I'm going to America right the week after Girls Can Ride, which is exciting. Yeah, so, that's heaps cool. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be, like, another little stepping stone Um depending on what I end up doing over there, but still kind of working out exactly what I'm doing. But, um, yeah, hopefully do a few races over there just for the fun of it um, and, yeah, have a little look around and see what kind of opportunities there um, that, that I could do over there. Yeah, um, awesome. And yeah, it's the best shopping much- ever. Like, can we just point that out? Like, going to America, I love just shopping. <laughs> Yeah, you got to make sure you save heaps of money to go to America. I reckon I spent all my money in like the first week that I was there. Oh, see, I'm, I'm, I feel like I just want to go to ride. Yeah, that's mad. As long as you stay away from the shops, just keep riding, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. I just, I just want to go to a motorbike track. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I want to get over there and watch um some of the Supercross and watch some of my yeah. one of my riders. She's over there, but she does um like off road, so it'd be cool to watch her. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren Woods. Yeah, she rides for Factory Gas Gas, so she's she's awesome over there. Um, it's so good when we like have conversations because she's American. It's just like that, um, you know, accent and time difference. And I say mate, and she goes, "No one calls anyone mate over here." Like it's just like she's like, "I know you're an Aussie." Yeah, that's so funny. 
yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> um, all right, well, I think we're going to wrap up this podcast. Is there anything else that you want to add to this podcast for anyone to know about you? Like, you know, if they need help, can they, like, shoot you a, a message? Like, if they want to jump on the Girls Can Ride, like, how do they get onto that? Do they go through your website or Instagram? Like, what else do they have to do? Yeah, so if you if anyone has any questions about Girls Can Ride, just send me a DM. There's only three spots left, though, so... Be quick, because I feel like they're going to sell out. Message now. Oh, my gosh, it's 151. That's what, oh, that's the number that I always see. Oh, it's not 